You fight with the strength of many men, Sir Knight. I am Arthur, King of the Britons. Take the finest and the bravest knights in the land to join me in my court at Camelot. You have proved yourself like worthy. Will you join me? Upon his horse, he took his and rode away from the castle with haste to slay the mighty beast. With only wit and sword, he fought to save his people. Braver than a pack of dogs, with a gentle golden heart. I have no quarrel with you, good tonight, but I must. But a scratch. A scratch? Your arm's off. No, it isn't. But what's that then? Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Shar Knight's weekly episode 47, presented to you by the ONTAP Sportsnet. My name is John Suarez with my co-host Johnny Nani and Tony Marchese. How are we doing tonight, guys? Guys, it's been it's been a little rough. Five-game losing streak for the Knights right now. Not the time to be shit in the bed. Johnny, what, how are you feeling about this? No, man, I'm nervous. Uh, it, there's only four games left in the season, uh, and we're, we're talking about a one game ahead in the wild card uh, with a five-game losing streak already in our back pocket. Um, uh, definitely sweating a little bit here, Tone. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sweating bullets, man. You know, we've been waiting so long for this, and, you know, we just want to see the fruits of, of the labor pay off here. Um, you know, things were looking really good, especially when we had Jan Moncada, you know, in the lineup for a little while, um, on a rehab stint. We've had a lot of gifts from the, from the big league club this year. Um, you know, letting sluggers like Daniel Palka just mash dingers for us all year. I mean, a lot of gifts and, you know, you just don't want to see it slip away. You don't want to see any, any call-ups or anything that'll, that'll affect this coming right now. I mean, we got September call-ups coming up. You don't want to see this team chemistry destroyed. Guys, let's get into this, man. What are, what are your thoughts, Janda? Let's dive straight into it. You know, it, 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 we while we are in the midst of quite possibly the worst losing streak of the season for our Charlotte Knights, we have had some great production from Zach Collins, which has got to be a little bit of a bright side because, you know, we're using the hell out of this Zach Collins guy. We're getting every ounce of his production right now, and it's just nice because he's one of those guys that's supposed to be like a leader on this team, you know, because he's been here a while. So he's one of those guys that, looking back on it, he's had 10 home runs in the last month since the big league club gifted him back to us. 
So we just got to keep riding that production and hopefully bring it straight into the playoffs. You know, this team has really relied on a lot of guys that are that are four A players, Johnny. And I think you can mm-hmm. you can you can agree or disagree with me here. But when you get a full team of four A guys and some really good prospects, you, I mean, you're looking at a at a potential playoff run every year down here at AAA. I mean, that's what you you need that. You absolutely need that. One thing that I think's kind of hurt them maybe a little bit, I don't know about you guys, but I was really sad to see them cut ties with Elsadis Escobar. You know, that was kind of a debacle. It, it maybe messed with the chemistry a little bit, but he was the type of player, you know, he's got that big league playoff experience. He can He can really, you know, teach some of these guys what it's like to get through the grind. And I think right now, you know, coming up right here on the playoffs, he would have been a very valuable piece to this team. Oh, a hundred percent, absolutely. You talk about playoff experience. Um, obviously, that is why he came into this organization for his playoff experience uh, with a big league club. I believe won it all. So, um, you know, that's tough. And relationships were severed there. Uh, definitely a clubhouse guy. Uh, you know, we obviously saw the nice, touching tribute video that the uh, Charlotte Knights put out um, after he was let go. So de- definitely an unfortunate um, so sort of uh, swing in the season there. Um, but, man, uh, I think you, you had gotten to a point that I was going to hit on the, the 4A guys uh, combined with some prospects. I mean, you, you don't want to throw away a season like this. Um, absolutely not. You, you, like Jonda had mentioned, you got Zach Collins tearing it up. Uh, Daniel Polka has been hitting the ball out of the park uh, fairly regularly. And then, um, obviously, Luis Robert, a, a 30-30 guy over his time in the minor leagues. And thank God he is right here in Charlotte, guys. Where else would you want him? I mean, this is where he has to be right now. I mean, just imagine what would have happened had they kept him down in double A or if, God forbid, they brought him up to the show. He's not ready. He's got to stay right here. This is this is where he learns how to become a champion. I mean, 30-30 guy, you talked about it. Just a phenomenal ball player. The fans in Charlotte, I've never heard people get louder. I mean, we saw Eloy last year come through here. We've seen Yohan Moncada come through here. You know, those guys were great, but have we seen a better ball player on the Charlotte Knights than Luis Robert? No, I mean, you you spend 50, 60 million on this guy to go and bolster up your Charlotte Knights roster. So, I mean, it's just nice to see him getting every single bit of production, kind of like with the Zach Collins thing. So um, I do kind of want to dive into this losing streak. Um, the last game the Knights played was uh, the we sent – Carson Fulmer out there to try and end that losing streak, and it didn't go our way. Um, I don't know how we saw that not going our way, sending Carson Fulmer out to end our losing streak. So, you know, uh, I, I believe it was a, I believe it was a tag team of Dylan Covey and Carson Fulmer. Correct I mean, me if I'm wrong, Tony. These but are it's... these are these four A guys that I'm talking about that have been very solid for you all year. You know, besides Odrisimar Despagne, who's been just absolutely lights out for the Knights. I mean, we love that guy down here. I mean, have you seen a guy just kind of mold his way on the mound coming in as a free agent signing? I mean, this 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 was change. This was life changing for this team. But you know, Dylan Covey, you kind of expect better. You know, um, you know, he kind of shuttles back and forth. So I don't think he's had enough time in Charlotte to get himself really acclimated. They keep messing with him. They keep bringing him up to the big league ball club. That kind of throws his rhythm off. And then he comes back down here, tries to get settled again. It's just disappointing. They got to stop doing this, um, you know. And then, and then Carson Fulmer, um, 
coming off an injury, you know, you want to see better out of him. I mean, this this was the guy that we build as our ace in Charlotte when they drafted him. So you have to get better production out of him. He picks up the loss tonight. Not good. No, and not at all. Um, and you know, you know, you talked about uh, Carson Fulmer not living up to that potential there, uh, that quad A potential that we all had hoped to see. Um, thank God. Just going back on it, thank God for a guy like Odrisa Mardespanye. Um, is he like six uh, over the guys that have been here throughout the season in Charlotte? Uh, that's including some guys with only a couple of games under their belt down here. Um, but you know, Odrisa Mardespanye, he, he's like fifth or sixth on this list with a 3-3-2 ERA uh, during his time in Charlotte. So his importance to this club cannot be overstated. Definitely helps uh, fill the void when guys like Carson Fulmer slip up, you know? Well, I mean, rotation depth in AAA is one of the most important things that you can have, you know? And I'm really worried about this going into next year because, you know, I, just looking at some of this, I mean, you got to hope like a guy like an Alec Hansen or somebody can kind of figure it out and come plug some of these holes because, you know, I mean, let's just be thankful for what we have right now. You know, you, you may or may not get an Odrisimar Despagne next year. Or, you know, a guy like a, a Juan Manaya who could be a very reliable bullpen piece. You saw Jimmy Cordero come in here and just throw lights out, and he was too good. They, they called him up. I mean, some of these back-end bullpen pieces, you know, you're missing Evan Marshall. You're missing guys who just are are really good ball players and kind of play themselves out of Charlotte. We can't have that. We can't have that happen. You need to suppress their ERAs just a little bit enough to keep them around for the playoff push. I think that we did we did lose a few pieces here. That's 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 going to affect us in these last four ball games. But getting back into this loss tonight against the Bulls, um, I want to get into the offense a little bit. Nick Madrigal, you know, our one of our star players here, a guy that we expect to see here for a very long time, um, leading off the game. He, he, he went hitless tonight, and you can't have that out of a guy who's a staple he's, in your lineup. He's supposed to be your average guy, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, he's still hitting 304. Um, you know, I, I think the lack of power, especially to uh, the folks in Charlotte, might be a little bit uh, discouraging to them. Um, but, you know, he's supposed to hit for average. And then, you know, our big bopper, Daniel Palka, you know, he's, man, just a, a, a fan favorite down in Charlotte. Um, he he also goes over tonight too, um, but one of the guys that really showed up today was Yerman Mercedes. Uh, three hits tonight. Um, you know he he's putting the ball in play, three hundred one average. And then we saw a, a Chicago native who actually likes it better in Charlotte, Charlie Tilson, come in and pitch run for him at some point in this ball game. Um, you know it, it, that was pretty much it. A few scattered hits throughout here. Sebi Zavala, um, another guy that. Uh, that we love here in Charlotte. Uh, he, he got a hit tonight, as did uh, Danny Mendick, uh, another one of our quad A players. But th- we just weren't an a- we just weren't able to scratch a lot of runs across the board. Um, you did see Danny Mendick go deep, and that that's really not going to get it done. You you got to put you got to put runs up, and this was a close one, three two ball game. This high powered Charlotte Knight offense should have been a lot better tonight. It's really disappointing to see. Yeah, absolutely. And so you, I'm, I'm real excited to hear you mention a Char Knights Weekly fan favorite, Sebi Zavala. You know, we consider ourselves the drivers of the Sebi Zavala bus over here on Char Knights Weekly. Um, I mean, it, I love that we've had pleasant surprises on our roster. You know, that, I, I, you, know, you, you the brought up- hasn't wanted to take a chance on, like you have said, a Mercedes and a Danny Mendick kind of guy. That's gonna 
go and produce for us that could easily go and produce at the big league level, but they let them linger and we use every ounce of that of that productivity. You have great. to. You, you brought up a good point there, the, the driver of the Sabis of Alibus. How do you guys feel like the, the, the morale was on the team bus after the game today? It had to be pretty low. Oh, I, I would imagine so. I mean, we, we, anytime you have a losing streak like that, man, uh, the last time they won uh, Saturday, and that was for first game of a doubleheader there. Um, ever since then, this start was uh, made it a five-game losing streak for the Knights. So, yeah, uh, bus definitely down tonight, Tony, um, I would say. And then, you know, you're heading to Nor- Norfolk, Virginia for to close out the season. So um, no, nobody can be happy about going to that destination. Uh and it's a game that you don't really a series you can't really get up for, uh, you know, even though your playoff spots close to being on the line. I mean, these guys are the last in the uh, division. Um, you know, it's just hard to get up for it. But I really hope that, uh, you know, just the lingering talent that's still around here can uh, power through, uh, put some runs on the board and uh, take care of it. So we don't have any uh, slip ups from either the starters or the pen. Here's the problem right. is that, that Nor- yeah, Norfolk beat them, though, over the weekend. I mean, this is kind of concerning coming in here because you can't go and uh, and drop really anything to Norfolk. You've got you've got too much on the line here. I mean, this is really important. you, you got to hope, like, maybe there's some sort of roster move that can be made here. You know, who's got options? You know, who can we bring down to help, to help us out here? Who can we bring down? So instead of bringing down... Uh, the elephant in the room here has got to be September call-ups, which is right around the corner um, for the big league club, which may affect this night's playoff push. So we, we should talk a little bit about that. Um, the date for the September call-ups, I'm not positive off the top of my head. What it just? I think it's September 1st, isn't it? I believe it expands then. Yeah, September 1st, rosters expand. Yeah, so we're going to lose some players. So who do you think... The Knights will have to part ways with here on Sunday at the post the, at the end of their little series with the Tide. Well, I don't know if you guys caught it. I don't know if you guys yeah. caught it the other day. If you tune into a White Sox game, um, I, I believe this was Tuesday um, in the booth. I, I believe his name is is Jason Benetti, the 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 announcer for the Chicago White Sox. He and Steve Stone were having a, a conversation about you know how the White Sox are probably going to leave these guys down there and, and mm-hmm. let this continue because great I mean, news. This, this is, this is historic and this is great news guys. This is absolutely great news. Um, you know, when, when the, when the broadcast booth of a big league club is talking about letting the team stay together, you got to breathe a sigh of relief. You know, if you're a guy like Luis Robert, you're breathing a sigh of relief right now. You know what you want. Your goals are set. You want that championship down in AAA. It doesn't matter what you know. Guys like uh, Jose Abreu had said um, in 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 the post game show um, after today. You know, if you're a Charlotte Charlotte Knights fan, you probably heard him say, you know, that he wants these guys up here because the 2020 season for the big league club starts September 1st. Well, that's not true. We've got stuff to prove down here in Charlotte. We are going to prove to the world how great the Charlotte Knights are. This is our chance. This is, we're going to take it. We're going to grab the bull by the horns. And we're going into the playoffs and we are going to be the best damn triple a team in the playoffs. And I don't care what Jose Abreu says. This is what we need. I'm we fired it up right ourselves. now. Yeah, fired up, jacked up. I'm ready. I grab the tide I'm ready. by the wave. I'm, I'm ready to run through a brick wall right now. Wow. What, what a pump up speech. Uh, Tony, you know, 
that's the kind of stuff that we need to hear coming from the locker room. Um, I think that would show some real leadership within this organization. Uh, if a major league first baseman veteran guy would come out and say something like that, um, obviously, you know, putting the team organization in front of himself um, and his personal needs there. So yes. um, that, that, that would be a welcome sigh of relief, but Hey, uh, at least the broadcast team is doing it for us. Um, it, we, we've heard it from multiple outlets, the uh, NBC Chicago. So um, I think we can all believe, uh, breathe a collective sigh of relief here. I think that's the bottom line guys. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been getting worried about this since probably sometime in June when you kind of watch the standings and everything, you know, starts to take shape and you start to worry about guys like Danny Mendick and, you know, um, especially Luis Robert once he arrived, once he arrived on the scene here. I mean, he was just such a injection into this lineup. It, it, it just everything started to take shape. It's really hard to build a triple A roster when you've got these guys. I mean, we talked a little bit about it before the bullpen. You know, you saw some of these bullpen pieces, um, you know, just up and leave. I mean, that's got to be disheartening, especially to the to the longtime stayers uh, on the night. Um, you know, another guy that, that was just released, Paulo Orlando, um, you know, hopefully, you know, that can open up some more at-bats for, you know, the, the outfield core that we have here. You know, you want to see Daniel Polk in the lineup every night. He's got to be in that lineup. You want to see chuck tilson getting those at bats you know these are these are great ball players for the charlotte knights and you need to see them in there we don't want any guys you know these filler guys that you bring in um you know thank goodness that uh brandon guyer is no longer here because you want these guys these guys that that have so much potential to develop into long-term pieces for this ball club absolutely um I mean, the fluctuation that you have to deal with at a level like this, it really, honestly, I think it makes it harder than winning at the next level, to be honest with you. You know who um, we need back? Would you agree? Who? We need Ryan Goins back. I think we need Ryan Goins back in this lineup. Like right now. I, I agree. You know, yeah. you, you know he's another one of those guys. Use Matt Skoll, too. Yes. Let's get Matt Skoll in this lineup. You know, it's it's just been, been kind of hard. You know, but Zach Collins has filled in at first base pretty nice, I think, um, in the reps that he's gotten there. But, you know, Matt Skull just, man, that power. You, you love seeing that power. And it's, it's, it's such a waste watching some of those guys up on, on the big league club when they could be here part of this right now. I mean, it's, it, that's the disheartening part. 100%. I mean, the pieces are there, and you're just not going to utilize them. Um, th- that is a little bit disheartening. But um, at least some of the impact guys, like I said, the sigh of relief, at least we know some of the impact guys, high-impact guys on this team, top-of-the-lineup type of guys, are staying put. Well, um, I know, think that is the biggest thing going into this last series here. You know who I'm happy that we have back is Manny Banuelos. Um, you know, unfortunately... Um, he got touched up the other night as part of this uh, uh, this losing streak that we're on. Four innings, seven hits, seven runs, all of them earned. He only struck out two batters. Um, but I, I'm pretty happy that you have a guy who is another one of these guys that you can add into this rotation and, and kind of pencil him in. I, I'm assuming he's probably going to get one of these starts here um, over the next weekend. And let's see if he can turn it around. I've I've been very encouraged by what I've seen from him. Uh, just a few a few blemishes here, but it's good to have him back. 
Yeah, I think a point that you make with the uh, blemishes, uh, look at the organizations that he was with before. Um, I mean, obviously, some of that's got to rub off. Um, I know the player development here uh, doesn't really happen at the rate that we'd like it to, but I think Banuelos has a little bit of a better base uh, based from just the organizations that he has been with prior. So um, I think he can figure it out on his own for a game here, Tone. All right. Well, another one of the keys that I want to get into is we can't have A.J. Reed on the field. I mean, this 179 batting average that we see him sitting at right here, he's just been absolutely putrid since he's arrived. Um, you know, what are you, what are you guys thoughts on AJ Reed right now and, and his playing time that he's gotten since he came over, you know, we talk about first base. I'd much rather see Matt skull. I know we all would. Um, but AJ Reed, uh, what do we, what do we do with him? You know, he's one of those guys that unfortunately you got to keep giving him his reps because you know, he's going to turn that corner eventually. He's 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 proven it time in and time out that he comes through in the clutch. You know, he was up at the big league club. He hit clutch ninth inning home run when he was up against the Royals. I don't know if you remember it. Uh, big league club was down by a couple runs. He had a clutch two run home run that mattered a lot to bring him a little bit closer in the ninth with a couple outs. And, you know, that's the type of guy that you want in a playoff push. That's the type of guy. Honestly, I'm surprised the big league club still doesn't want him up there. So, um, the numbers will turn around. He's got four games to do it. It's plenty of time. Yeah. Uh, 179, 300, here he comes. Yeah, there, there, there's still some time in the playoffs for him, uh, meaningful at-bats. But, you know, I just, yeah, I'm getting kind of sick. I mean, I, I'd, I'd really love to see a Matt Skull back in this lineup. I think he's one of the guys that I, I really enjoyed in Charlotte. I thought he was going to be a long-term staple. Um, but, you know, it. it Stuff happens, man. Stuff happens sometimes. Um, Johnny, why don't you why don't you clue everybody in on some of the playoff picture right now as we enter the weekend? Yeah. So, um, excuse me. Wild card standings here. Um, the Charlotte Knights are sitting atop the wild card standings as we head into this four game series this weekend. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Durham is right behind the Knights, right on their tail, one game back. Uh, their elimination numbers four, um, and then the Scranton Wilkes Bar. Uh, rail riders are uh, two games back. Um, those are the only two other teams that could possibly come up and snatch this wild card spot from the Knights. Um, like I said, Scranton two games back there. Uh, their elimination number three. Um, you know, uh, with the Knights sitting, uh, you know, four games back. Obviously, the division is is not likely. Uh, the International League South there. Um, it, you got to just take care of business this weekend, and you should. Yeah, you absolutely should. You are playing a team in the uh, Norfolk Tides that is 21 games back in their division in the International League South. So, um, I mean, there, there's honestly no excuse, even with a little bit of the fluctuation that we've seen on this roster and the losing streak that we've had it over this past week, this five games, um, I still don't think there's any excuse to not get the job done here and get into a playoff spot uh, because it is, it is what the organization promised. Uh, we will be seeing playoff baseball soon. Yes, we, we've we been promised this. We've been after it. Um, we're just we're so close right now, and I'm, I'm so nervous just because you don't want to see this opportunity slip. Um, you know, the, Triple A championships are what we're here for. You know, if at, at the beginning of the season, when the rosters are finalized and you see some of these guys don their Knights uniforms for the first time, 
I don't think there's a moment that we can be more proud of these guys. And they they battle through a long season. You know, it's tough. Their friends are leaving all the time. Um, we've seen a lot of guys go under the knife with, with Tommy John. You know, let's win it for them. Let's win it for those guys. You know, we, we want to... We want to end this year on a positive note. I think, you know, maybe it's not championship or bust, but it should be playoffs or bust. You know, we want to seat at the table. That's what. That's all we need. Well, I'd, I'd consider that a win, um, and, and in some regards, uh, that is the better situation, Tony. Um, well, you know, there's something to be said for, for you know, getting there, and just the silver linings are so important in this game. They're so important, Johnny. I can't. I can't say it enough. You know, it's it's just like when the big league club si- tried to sign Machado. They had a seat at the table, and what more can you ask for? You know, we we got to see some some really great ball players come back to the Knights this year, um, and next year. I mean, you got to be enthused about this. If there's one thing we can look forward to, we're getting Michael Kopech back. Yes, yes, and that is another great thing that we've heard from the big league club, uh, you know, through various media outlets, uh, corporate media outlets up there um, that cover the big league club. Um, you know, Rickon revealed to them that Michael Kopech, yes, most likely coming back to the Charlotte Knights to start next year. Um, th- that is just a huge bump. So um, obviously we're still focused on the end of this season here. But looking forward, man, future is bright in Charlotte. Very bright. And, you know, it, it's just reassuring, especially when you go to the Charlotte Knights website and you're looking at all the standings and everything and you see you see Robert, you see Madrigal on the right-hand side. And then when you look over to your left – and you see those long flowing locks of Michael Kopech ready to throw a baseball, you know that Charlotte means business. Damn right. So, I mean, our opening day lineup of of Robert and Kopech to start of next year, it already looks stacked. So yeah. to build around that, I mean, I'm excited, but we gotta we gotta worry about the playoffs now. Um Looking forward, we do have the Tides. Who's the probable starter for our next game, Tone? You know, I'm trying to find that right now. Um, I don't know if either of you have been able to sort this out, but uh, I'm trying to go back here through the uh, the various uh, game recaps and see if I can pull up who that starter is going to be. So give me just a minute, and I can get you I can get you a guess. It looks like Banuelos might go Sunday, um, depending on uh, how everything falls here. Um, it looks like we won't see Dylan Covey, so that's kind of that's going to kind of hurt us a little bit, I think, because you know very reliable. But I'm hoping that we're getting some Odrisimer Despagne here because you know he he delivers he delivers victories. So uh, give me one second here. You know we've got the we've got the off day um, that was today or Thursday. Um, so I just gotta gotta add it back up because it doesn't look like we get uh, any probables just listed on the website. And, you know, rightfully so, because we don't want to show our hand with such a big series coming up. You know, we don't need the Norfolk's Tide scouting department going on our greatly ran website and checking to see who's going to be pitching against them. They don't need to know that. Well, it looks like we'll have Nicolino on the mound. Um, Justin Nicolino, he's a uh, 27-year-old. You know, actually, no, it looks like he's injured, so... Uh, that might not be him. He's on the seven day. <laughs> As we piece together who might be starting for the Charlotte Knights, so it's not going to be Nicolino. 
Uh, he he's injured. Uh, Morning, we'll, you know, get better soon, man. Yeah, we wish you well. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> by process of elimination here, let's see who started on the twenty sixth. Donnie Roach is Donnie Roach still slinging for the night? Uh, it looks like we're getting Odrissimer Despagne, boys. It's going to be an OD day. Oh boy, oh, let's there we go. Yeah. There what more go. do you need to I start? I love me some OD day. There you go. Yeah. I mean, and if you get bullpen A squad with uh, with Juan Manaya, I, I think we, we have a good shot to lock this one down as a victory for the Knights here. I mean, that would just be, whew. I mean, just starting it off tomorrow with the win, I think that's what we need. I think that would that would help us, especially, you know, just got to end that streak. And you, you got your ace on the mound. Let's hope you can go 5-6 strong for the Knights here on Friday. Yeah, you got to set the tone for the weekend. I think that is the biggest thing, especially coming off a five-game losing streak. And part of that being to the same Norfolk team that we are going to be seeing this upcoming weekend. Um, just turn the tide, uh, show them who the better team is, because we know who it is on paper. Uh, let's prove it on the field. Absolutely. You have to. You Guys, we've been saying it all day. You, When you have a chance to get into the, to the playoffs here, the International League playoffs, you've got to go all out. And so I, I'm hoping, I'm expecting, I'm expecting him to start. But he'd be he'd be on four days rest. You know, we had the doubleheader. I'm trying to get back into the doubleheader and, and figure out who pitched then, because that would push that would push OD back to Saturday. Uh, you might see Kyle Kubat actually. Um, he's another interesting arm for the for the Knights. Uh, some said at some point that he may end up getting called up to the big league club. You know, he's 26 years old. He's sitting here sporting a nice. What is that? I uh, can't even find his ER. 5.3 ERA. You know, that's that's middle of the pack here down in... in uh, Chris, those are, those are Sox numbers right there. Yeah, you know, it's 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 pretty impressive. Um, so we'll probably actually see Kyle Kubat in, in game one and then uh, maybe Odris Merdespanye in game two or three um, from what it looks like here. I'd, like I said, uh, this is AAA. You don't, you don't get the fancy stuff that the guys do up on the big league show. Yeah, I just bear down. Uh, let's let's get in the playoffs this weekend. I think that that's just we've hammered it home all show, um, but couldn't be any more crystal clear than that. Uh, Tate, you're you're in control of your own destiny here, and you have the perfect opponent to do it against. So um, let's go. Let's could the, see could if the stars have aligned better. No, n- not at all. I, I mean, Luis Robert not going anywhere. Uh, ideal conditions. Same, same with. Uh, your Nick Madrigal there, uh, Zach Collins. Um, obviously, the big league club is satisfied with their backup catcher position. So both he, he and Sebi Zavala here to stay. Love it. Pretty safe. You gotta you gotta love when the big league club has enough depth to leave these guys down. I mean, and, and mm-hmm. that's been the key all year. Um, that's the biggest key. Yeah, is that the big league club has so much depth. I mean, and they're uh, it's so nice that they're committed to their guys too. You know what I'm saying? Because that can add into that fluctuation that you have up and down. Um, but luckily, it's only been a couple of injuries that have taken Sebi Zavala and Zach Collins away from us for a period of time. But, um, you know, nothing like getting an extended chance to prove what they're worth up there. No, I mean, they, why do that when they can be producing every single game down here? Well, so it just goes back to, like you said, it goes back to production. Where do you want your production to be? Do you want it to be on a team up at the big league level that's struggling 
and not playing meaningful ball games or do you want it to be down here in charlotte where we're actually attempting to win something you know the rebuild takes stages you know we we entered the rebuild we had such a crappy farm system for so long these fans deserve it they deserve their chance to see a winning product on the field it's been so long you know the names that have come through this place have been absolutely atrocious um, outside of just a few guys and we all know how hard we work to develop them and you know it sometimes it just doesn't pan out and you you now finally have a product on the field that's worth watching you've got record attendance in charlotte all year it's a beautiful ballpark everybody loves to come out and watch the knights win and what well, that's what it's all about at the end of the day is winning ball games and you want to see that for these for these guys you know that it, it builds a winning culture in charlotte they got to learn to win together. Uh, I think Jason Benetti, the the big teams, big league teams broadcaster, I believe, uh, I, I think he said that uh, and said it best. Really, uh, that should be echoing down throughout the whole organization. You know, uh, a Canapolis first half championship a couple of years ago, uh, twenty seventeen. That that was the foundation of it, uh, and now you're just going to see a next stage of that here in, in Charlotte. Because I believe the boys are getting into the playoffs and are going to make some noise. I mean, I'd love to see that. I don't know about you, Janda, but. You know, just just the chance to see something special at BB&T Ballpark would just, I mean, it might be one of the happiest moments of my life. I've been daydreaming about it, Tone, for the better part of the last 10 minutes. I can't think of a better way to end this August baseball postseason push than to get some playoff baseball in, in Charlotte, North Carolina, where, where it's like, if you ask me, the baseball capital of the world. So... I mean, I fast forward to Sunday is going to dictate a lot about my mood for the rest of the year. And I'm not talking baseball season. I'm talking whole calendar year. You know, I don't even know if a nice ham slash turkey dinner on Thanksgiving is going to cheer me up if the Knights end up botching this and not making the playoffs. So, I mean, I'd be fucking heartbroken. I mean, wouldn't I, you? I'd be, yeah, I'd be heartbroken. I will yeah. actually, uh, dude. I'll leave Shar Knights Weekly potentially if if the Knights don't, because I can't sit here and pour my heart and soul into into this week in and every other week out, and then you know get minimal return and just have a team choke. That's not the nice way. Especially with all the potential. I think that's what we're missing here. Sure. Sure. We want to prop our guys up and feel good, feel confident about this going forward. But with all the potential down here, if we don't do this, if we say we don't, we come up short here and absolutely crap the bed this weekend. How terrible does that look for us? I mean, we had all the talent in the world down here to do it and we still couldn't get it done. Uh, what does that reflect back uh, on both the Charlotte Knights themselves and the organization as a whole? Uh, that would certainly not be the winning together that Jason Benetti had pointed out, you know? No, I mean, it wouldn't. And, it, you know, it, like I just I mentioned a little bit ago, I mean, we've waited so long for this, you know, and we've we've been promised a good product on the field. We're finally, like, right there. We're right there. We're right on the cusp. And, you know, I've said this all the time, man. Flags fly forever. The chance to put a flag up at BB&T, I don't know if I would be prouder of any other sports organization that I'm a fan of than to see one flying there. 2019 champions. And, yeah, you know, I mean, the, 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 I'll take off work for the parade. 
Oh, you know, we'll, we'll be down there cracking them for oh. the Charlotte Knights. I mean, guys, the chance to watch your favorite minor league baseball team achieve the greatest feat in all of sports, one of the. I mean, that's I mean, that's historic. Thing, that's life-changing. The thing to me, Tone, is, is it takes it takes five years to build a house. It takes about two and a half, three good years to build a townhouse, which is what you need you know, to get you through to that next cusp of of contending at the AAA level. So, you know, we, we're on year we're on year three, maybe th- three and a half, better maybe even four. And, you know, we're like you had said, you know, we had the Alcides Escobar drama. We had you know, we we had a moment in June where it was devastating and we lost Palka and Collins for a period of time, and then and we lost Dylan I didn't Cease. Think we're going to be able to recover. We we lost we lost Dylan Cease at some point too. We yeah, and yeah, we're early July. Back. and you know his five plus ERA at the AAA level is being dearly missed as well because you can clearly see it translating to the major league level right now. So, well, I mean, here's here's the other thing too. If the Gwinnett Strippers lose the rest of their games and we win out, we've got a chance to take the International League South division. You know, that that would even be sweeter. But just being the wild card team, I think that's good enough for me. I think well, you know, I, I'll, I, I'm going to say it like my Uncle Phil used to always say, you know, fuck the Strippers, okay? You, you know, fuck the Strippers. We don't want the Strippers winning this week. If the strippers lose, you said it there first. You know, we're going to be popping bottles in Norfolk's locker room. Well, you know, they, they're they a tough ball club too. But you know who just beat the Gwinnett strippers? The Norfolk team that we're about to play. They just manhandled them 8-1. to one. Um, So we got to take that into account. We have to go out there and be better than the strippers. And the Norfolk laundry detergents because if you if you're looking at it, like all together those um fuck i can't think of the name of it right now transitional victories no wait what's it called when a team transitive victory a transitive win Mm -hmm. when you know you're playing a team that just beat another team that you beat but then you lose them if you're following because i don't even think i'm still following then, you know, that's basically like the situation that the Knights are in right now is they got to go put those transitive wins to real wins against Norfolk. Well, 100%. You know, Norfolk's been semi-good of late. And, you know, they're going to come out and they want to spoil the season. That's another thing that we haven't really gotten into with this weekend is the fact that Norfolk wants to play spoilers. You know they 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 want to they want to go out there and end their season. Um, you know you you don't know you don't know if they're going to be affected by any of this September call up nonsense that goes on that takes you know some of our best players away every single year. And you just got to realize like they they have the want to. They they may not be in the playoffs. They may not be in the picture. But let's say God forbid that the Baltimore Orioles want to call up some of these guys. You know, that might be a, a really good thing 
for the Charlotte Knights because you know Baltimore, they probably want some of their the, these these guys up at the big league level for September. Probably, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, they're in that full first year uh, or you know second year in really uh, rebuild mode as an organization there. So I would not be shocked if come September first, uh, they they had some of those young guys called up. Um, but you know, either way, the, that Norfolk team. I just want to get back to it. They're beating up knights. They're beating up strippers. I mean, you got to be careful out there on those streets. Well, and guys, Stanley from the office is going to be in Norfolk. I believe throwing out the first pitch on Friday. And if there is anything that fires up a team more, it's Stanley from the office <laughs> going out there to throw out the first pitch. <laughs> Stanley from The Office is notably one of the most charismatic um, TV characters in the history of television, you know. And if there's anybody else that I want to fire me up going into the playoff run that we've been dreaming of for years, it's it's Stanley Hudson from The Office. Well, he's going to be firing up Norfolk. You know, you know, there's that, somebody that fires you up more than one of those guys where you only call him by like their TV character's name because you don't know their real name. I mean, could you? Would you want anybody else to throw out a first pitch at your at your minor league baseball game, guys? Who else? Who else could you get out there? Here's the other thing: Saturday night in Norfolk is Margaritaville night. Oh goodness. So you know the Norfolk. You're have all the parrot heads out there. Yeah, Holy you know shit. you're gonna have the parrot heads out there. This is gonna be a hostile environment for the Charlotte Knights this weekend. Stanley from the office, Margaritaville night. It looks like uh, some sort of suerte night on Sunday. Um, I'm not quite sure what the uh, the yep. promotion is, but I'm I'm gonna look it up right here. Norfolk Tide promotions. Um, oh wow, and they're giving away a nice shirt, nice uh, little shirt there on Saturday for the um for the margaritaville night but uh yeah p- p- post-game fireworks and uh fan appreciation night on sunday they're giving away hundreds and hundreds of prizes about how much they appreciate their fans and then uh there's going to be a special appearance by the oriole bird Ooh, birdland coming to virginia yeah I apologize for that. That was me looking at a uh, hype video. I, I forgot to turn the volume off that the Norfolk Tides Twitter had actually released. So they're uh, they're you know they're they're really into the whole spoiler thing. They That's are it. looking yeah. forward to trying to to ruin the night season, you know. And we thought the strippers were going to be the ones to ruin us, but it's looking like the tide might be the guys. Um. Yeah, has there just been... in this last in this last week we talked about timely play. You know, you get hot at certain times, and sure, it doesn't mean anything for them. But those guys are taking pride in what they're doing out there. The tide is just you know overwhelming knights and strippers, left and right, guys. It's like going to Las Vegas. It's just right there for you, except it's on it's on the east it's the coast. east coast. Yeah, there we go. Um, and for those that don't know. If you haven't followed Shar Knights Weekly, um, the Gwinnett Stripers, we, we dubbed them the strippers back in like episode three. Um, so if you're if you're just trying to catch up right now, uh, that's why you keep hearing us talk about strippers because we really hate those guys. So we gave them a nickname a few episodes back. Sorry, you guys may not have, have caught that. 
Um, it's been a long season. You know, we appreciate everybody that uh, that tunes in to Shar Nights Weekly, uh, week in, and uh, as John just said, every other week out. Um, but uh, yeah, that's 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 the background history bef- uh, about that. Uh, maybe we can find an audio clip of uh, back in, uh, in in week three this year uh, when we when we talked about uh, the Gwinnett strippers instead of the stripers. I mean, other than that, guys, I think we got a, a rough basis of the past week, and then looking forward to the tide of this weekend. You know, the series that they have, we got a little bit of an idea of who can pitch maybe i don't think we really ever you know it's got been that a, it's been so hard it. all year man it's been so hard all year trying to line up I, these probables um you know maybe we'll reach out to charlotte for for next season and and kind of get a better uh I, probable lineup here i think it's something that would really help us on our show we don't know exactly what day but i think we'd be confident that we're going to get our ace odris Espanye throwing one of these games. So uh, I think we can at least be confident in that. Uh, I think we did establish that that would line up um, w- with the last date that he threw. So um, even without probables, uh, I'm feeling good about Audrey Samard Espanye day. Yeah, me too. I mean, there's nothing that instills more confidence than seeing Audrey Samard Espanye, you know, play with his chain before he throws another pitch. Um that just intimidates the batter so much. I mean, if I was sitting in, in the batter's box and I saw that chain come out, you know, that there's nothing more terrifying for a triple A hitter to see. Um, that's, that's all I got to say. <laughs> so, um, I mean, <laughs> We <laughs> looking forward, you know. It's I mean, until that time, it's. it's, it's <laughs> go nights, go nights, baby. Charlotte nights forever. <laughs> everybody we we here at shy Sox weekly appreciate you for putting up with that if you have gotten to this point um obviously we're not star nights weekly the Sox had i mean they had a good weekend this last weekend winning a series but then getting swept by the twins you know we've been kind of <laughs> down and then everything that came out over this past week with the NBC Sports, with all all the off-season bullshit and the bullshit promises again that, you know, we didn't feel like just sitting here and doing a whole episode wanting to rip our eyelids off our fucking heads. And between that and, you know, the September call-ups, this whole night's playoff push and how everybody's been trying to, like, make it seem like it's actually important when it's really fucking not. So... You know, we tried to turn our anger into sarcastic humor, which is one of my favorite things to do. Um, that was fun. It was fun. credit for this idea, but, you know, going into this episode, we had an episode planned out, but we just thought that that was, that was the route. And I hope you guys enjoyed that.
Yeah, and, and the thing is, with the topics that we had planned, uh, these can play uh, further on. Uh, th- there's plenty of discussion to be had. So on a normal episode like we will have next week, um, we will definitely get to in-depth more of those topics. But uh, one of these, this just stemmed as a topic in the first one, and we just kind of ran with it. Um, you've heard, I've aired it out on Socks on Tap a little bit, but I wanted to go in depth tonight and I hope the sarcastic humor helped, uh, you know, kind of put under a magnifying glass, how ridiculous some of the things that are coming out from, uh, NBC sports, Chicago, from, you know, the mouth of Rick Hahn himself. Uh, I, I hope some of the, those jokes that you caught in there, um, if you've been paying attention to uh, all the things from Rick Hahn and, you know, uh, the white Sox talk podcast and all of that. Um, I, I just hope it helped highlight that a little bit and help, you know, make you laugh about it a little bit because this sucks as a fan, uh, especially when you get swept by a team that looks like they're light years ahead of you. Um, so uh, that was honestly where that stemmed from was on Tuesday night. Uh, they were, you know, Stone and Benetti were kind of poking fun about saying, oh, people wanted Robert and Madrigal <laughs> up two years ago. And Stone says, oh, no, it was three years ago. So Benetti says, oh, before they were even drafted, heard her. So funny. Um and then they just start going into this ring endorsement for the Charlotte Knights upcoming playoff run and how important it'll be for these guys to learn how to win together. So that's kind of why I brought up the Canapolis thing in the middle of there because they won the first half championship in like 2017 or something like that. Um, and it just kind of stemmed from there. They had more talk about the Charlotte Knights possible playoff run um, on the uh, pregame show today for today's broadcast. Uh, so, so that one just really set me off here, hearing out, hearing about it multiple times and having to watch grainy Luis Robert and Nick Madrigal highlights instead of actually on the south side uh, when they could be starting their development and uh, actually looking like we want to compete next year. So uh, that that is my rant. Uh, I'll turn it over to Tony. Yeah, no, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, I think it was. I can't believe we went as long as we did. Um, honestly, going into that, we didn't really know how long we were going to go with it. Um, I thought maybe we'd make it like five minutes ish before uh, we broke, but um, that was that was a lot of fun. I think I lost it there at the end. I think we all did. Um, <laughs> you know, I did. There was uh, there was a lot in there, and uh, I think you guys kind of summed it up. A lot of uh, a lot of bullshit that we've been fed, and um, you know, just it's it's been a rough year to be a White Sox fan. Um, there have been some positives, I'm not gonna lie, but at the same point in time, um, there should have been a lot more, and that's that's what the problem is. Um, I can't say that uh, it isn't cool to see that the Knights are actually performing. I think that. Uh, you know, maybe maybe you don't agree with that, but um, it is cool to know that they are performing. I think something is to be said for them actually making it into the playoffs because I think Charlotte's been horrible. I really don't follow the Knights all too closely. Um, I just follow individual stats, so it was kind of almost news to me that they were they were even nearing a playoff spot this week. Maybe I don't know about you guys, but um, I think this was just a nice little fun satirical way to uh, voice our frustrations, and I enjoyed it. I had fun with it, man. I think I think I needed that too. Um, it, it's been just, you know, like I'd said, uh, when the White Sox are losing, it kind of you know puts you in down mood, um, and it just makes you pissed off. We could have done a full, you know, hour long pissed off episode, ranting and raving, um, you know, like John said, wanting to tear our eyelids <laughs> off our heads. Um, 
but instead, you know, we were able to channel that into something else, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, we will still have plenty of White Sox talk coming. Um, obviously, plenty of these topics will be discussed next week um, on a normal episode, and then uh, there, we've hit on some of these just briefly. Obviously, we'll get more in-depth in here, but on some of the socks on taps, we will kind of preface a little bit about uh, the issues as they come about by the day. So, yep. um, John, you got anything else? No, that's, I mean, you guys covered it. Um, we got a month left of baseball, guys, so enjoy it while it's here. I'm always, I always get into this mode, especially in September, especially over the last, like, decade or so. Sox haven't made too many pushes, so, you know, September to March, it may not seem like a long time, but it is a long time. So enjoy White Sox baseball while you have it. Um, it may not be too pretty right now, but just try and enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, fun series I think coming up against the Braves. So um, I think that's which will be cool. Like I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, they're probably going to get their asses handed to them, but uh, it's cool to go out to the East Coast. Um, <clears throat> you know, play a team that we don't normally play, and uh, we'll see what happens. But you know, baseball is a weird sport, Johnny. We've talked about it over and over again. And you know, you got a uh, Nova Lopez Giolito too, though. Yep. So you know, the pitching matchups could be worse. Yeah, could be, could definitely be. Um, but yeah, like John, John, did you just brought up a good point? Enjoy baseball while you still have it, because um, you know it's it's a long winter, and I think last winter was the longest for all of us. But uh, this one's not going to be any shorter uh, from from the looks of it. So yeah, it, it, that was fun, guys. I I, <laughs> I enjoyed it. It it definitely took a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of effort to to do. Um, Forty five minutes on the Charlotte Knights, not having followed them for a lick, pretty much all year. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, lot, a lot of repetitive stuff in there, but yeah. hey, um, it, we were flowing with it. Uh, we we had fun with it. We hope you had fun listening to it. I think that's the bottom line for everyone here. Provide a little comic relief for for the White Sox fan base. Yeah, I don't really have anything else, guys. No, until next time, let's go White Sox. Let's go White Sox. White Sox forever.